0: Welcome
1: to PBIS Journey to Genius. Are you in the process of implementing PBIS? Are you wondering where to start? You are in the right place. We are here to support you. Stay tuned.
0: Welcome back. My name is Diane Farrell. And I'm Diane Ruff. And we're here on our podcast coming back to you. Our podcast entitled PBIS Journey to Genius. And this episode is The
1: Struggle is Real Part 2, so we're glad you're back to hear Part 2. Last time we were talking about bringing two buildings together, a consolidation. That was about 14 years ago. We brought a big building together with a small building. And so we left off just talking about all of the um, struggles that happened with that and some of the things we learned through that. So we want to continue on with...
0: um, where are we Diane? Well, <laughs> we are we brought Mrs. Nervo, right, Michelle Mrs. Nervo. Nervo with us and she was the principal at the time this was going on, God bless her. And she was at the uh, build the large building and she was the principal there and then when we consolidated and built our new building and brought those community Together, she was the principal there, but she also then was co-principal with Mr. Chaddock, who was the principal of the smaller elementary. So we have Miss Nervo here with us today, Michelle, and and then we're going to talk to her some more about what was going on at that time. But we are going to bring diane ruffin now because she has become the assistant principal so That's she was a right. teacher teacher and, one year yep. after the consolidation and, and then, then she then became the principal because mr Chaddock moved on to the middle school so um now we're going to talk to diane as the assistant principal and michelle as the principal as this continual struggle is going on
1: so now we're in year two year two year three Yes, so in year two, year years.
0: three, and what we were talking about before, and I maybe the aha of our uh, podcast last time, was that we brought a small building together with a large building, and maybe we didn't take into consideration as much the feelings of those um, smaller building uh, teachers um, in the way that they were used to a much more um, small community. Um, they didn't have to be so rigid. In- well,
1: and they ate lunch together. Yes. Like they all ate lunch together. Where here. Very
0: tight. We, we have a two and a half
1: hour right. lunch span. And so grade levels don't see each other. They, yes. You know, so I know even now I'll still hear comments about that from our teachers, that came from that small building, the ones that are So that culture
0: of that very small community and then coming up to a larger community and then being asked to assimilate with maybe not um, consideration for that um, culture. So we talked a lot about that the last time we were here. So And we talked about the discipline, the differences in the discipline and what that was like. And Michelle um, gave her feelings about what that was like as a principal. So now we're going to continue right there, um, because now Diane Ruff has become the assistant principal. And um, which was, was also another change because you had a co-principal, right? Yeah. So
1: the co the co-principal right. left and yes. went on, and now you became the principal, which actually changed. is a better, I think, a better thing. You know who's actually in charge, and then I came in under you. Um, so yeah, can you do you want to talk a little bit about that, or just your
2: thoughts about that? Or for me, I I, I well I knew Diane would. the perfect person to be that (laughs) well thank you assistant principal uh one that because she was invested in been with us for quite a while and also a team leader a leader in her own uh grade level. so I thought it was easier to manage initially having though we were cohesive in our work it just was maybe easier for the staff there's a principal and an assistant principal. I think you're right, Yeah. So it, it, it then you wouldn't think a name could make a difference or a position, but I, I felt like that maybe took some of the stress off of staff as far as uh, d- deciding how to address certain issues with certain people. Diane was particularly taking all the discipline, and I was dealing with other things where when I was a co-principal, it just, it just didn't work as well. Right. Uh, so I think that model... Kind of started to push us in a different direction. But Diane, yes, you had yes. two
0: things coming. You were you were moving from a teacher role to administrator mm-hmm. role within your same building. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes you become administrator yes. in another building. But you became an administrator of your peers, and that's, that's tricky. That is tricky. <laughs> Very tricky. And then you became an administrator. You became the assistant principal that everyone in this West community that had moved into was now supposed to come to with their with their behavior mm-hmm. issues so that's two things mm-hmm. that were happening now because we talked last week about how the west teachers might have if i'm a second grade teacher even though i'm supposed to go to michelle i'm just going to go to mr Chada because he was my principal so but now the rules are defined yes like diane is the assistant principal so you are supposed to go to her for behavior issues and peers are supposed to see diane as an administrator so yes. what was that like
1: uh it was nerve-wracking <laughs> it really was um, the discipline part I I was like you Michelle I'm not sure okay some teachers handled things other teachers sent them down for just little things and everything in between and you know why I felt like I did a good job in my classroom with discipline it was it's totally different at a building level so a lot of days you know I mean we talked back and forth about discipline all the time because we worked really well together but it that that was hard because we didn't have a, a roadmap we didn't have a framework uh, and so we were always just kind of being reactive with everything. Um, so that was really tricky. And then it is tricky when all of a sudden you become a boss of your friends. I'm glad that I was the assistant and not the principal, because I think like you just said, the hierarchy was there now. Mm-hmm. And so teachers did know who to go see. And, you know, and, and so I think, that was better for me to start at as, a, as an assistant um, because I wasn't the, the person in right. charge. Like, they would come to you. Right. So I think you're right. And, and then I liked actually being an assistant. So I was an assistant for a lot of years.
0: <laughs> yes, you were. Um, you were an assistant for a lot of years. When I look at um, being the counselor, we talked about last time um, where West did not have a school counselor. They just had a mental health counselor. So, um, there, so kids had to be referred and it was insurance driven to go to that counselor. So they didn't have someone that was like a support person for behavior issues besides punishment. Um, at west where mi day which the larger building did have that support system so what but now back then of course you're ignorant to what you don't know you yes. don't know, what you don't know. You don't know that, what you don't know that you don't know what you that's don't why
1: know. we had this podcast we're yes. trying to help you
0: <laughs> so diane and i actually had a little aha when we were making these notes together because i put this down as teachers would come to you and say you know what am i going to do with this child you know diane can can't keep Punishing them. What are we going to do with this child in our office all day? Right. So, (laughs) um, and I look at now, and if you stick with us on our PBIS journey, that's right. you will see where we've come into actually having tools to teach. But back then, uh, it was a lot of trial and error. It wasn't systematic. It wasn't a framework put together so that we all were on the same page and had the tools and things yes. to do. That was not there. And um, when I look back now to where we have now, what did you say to me, Diane? We've come a long way. We've come along. That's what you said. Because (laughs) when we were putting these notes together, I you you don't even remember how you were just trying to put out so many fires. I said through our journey through PBIS, we are so much more proactive than reactive. And that's what brought me to remember that when Diane just said we were reacting to all of this. So if you're out there just reacting to behavior all day long, stick with us. Yes. Because this is the podcast for you.
1: It is. It is. We've got lots of I feel so much better now, you know, all these years later of knowing when and how to handle discipline. And then I watch the assistant come in and she's got a framework to work from and the teachers, everybody in the building knows knows what's expected and how to handle things. So we're not floundering, and we're not reacting most of the time. Occasionally there's a reaction, but most of the time we're pretty proactive with, with everything. So, you know, um, so that's where we were. We were two buildings coming together, different camps on discipline, trying to build relationships, and it was a rocky time. And so Diane and I started Thinking. And Diane and I had not really worked together.
0: No, I had been a counselor for right. her. But Diane Roth was one that handled a lot of her problems did. in her classroom. Tried to, tried to handle she it myself. She did. She had that teacherness about her. And a so there were management. very few times that she did come to me for struggling children. She, re- she really did not. So although we knew each other, um, we had not really worked together until she became the assistant principal. And, and I talked about that in uh, in the first thing, that that's when our relationship grew yes. and we really started to work together. So
1: the three of us, Michelle, Mm -hmm. Diane, and I, you know, um, we started talking a lot about what can we do about discipline and how can we, um, how how can we make this better? And so we started searching for things. And that's when we started attending uh, RTI or response to intervention programs that the county put on. And... uh, and then that's where we heard about Margaret Searle.
0: Yes. And we really were working on our academics at that point. So Never. if, if um, Michelle remembers, we were big into trying to understand why a child isn't academically succeeding. So um, we were putting that into place with um, a framework, with coaches, with all that stuff. We were to the point where behavior was our next step right remember when we went yes. and then then we needed that so
1: when we started talking about margaret searle and um uh the five whys and then the love and logic so what were your thoughts on on all of
2: those things <laughs> the dy- dynamic dynamic diane uh, well <laughs> it was obvious to me that we needed to do something and um though my day often was uh, consumed with other kinds of troubleshooting or staff issues or parent issues you know I didn't delve into it in the same way that you two did so I was uh, probably apprehensive thinking oh boy how's this gonna go (laughs) Uh, but yet anxious and excited that we've got to do something because we were being totally reactive so I was kind of in my heart saying go for it ladies Come back, bring back what you know, and we'll work together. But initially, of course, anything, any change, you know, any change with anybody, it's like, oh, gosh, here it comes. What's what ripple is this going to? cause yet we needed to do something
0: so Diana and I did just go and when she just mentioned this love and logic I know that's kind of the first time we've put that out there but love and logic was a research driven child centered philosophy created by Jim Fay and at this time we were looking for something because you know even though PBIS is a is is out there as as a positive behavior intervention and supports that the state wants you to do there's not a there's not a book there's not a manual. There's not a you do this, then you do this, then you do this. A lot of people are looking for that, but it's not there because it's not there for a reason. They want you to make it for your building, what yeah, works for your building. Develop yes. right? So we thought that maybe love and logic was the answer.
1: Right. And we actually found the love and logic really before we started hearing too much about PBIS because that just was a new term. But love and logic, the whole idea of that was that the discipline would be logical. It mm-hmm. would fit the crime yes yes right the
0: consequence fits the crime yeah Yeah. so when you talk about that that means that if a child does something you're not going to suspend them right away like you are going to work with that child you're going to work with that progressive discipline and love and logic had a lot to do with that which we like that we like that
1: so we do you remember we wanted everyone to read the book
2: I do do you remember that (laughs) so what what,
1: so we bought all these books so (laughs) I think half the staff read
2: the book. I I agree. I think some people did. Yeah. Because they were recognizing, you know, I need help as well or in their own. I'm pretty sure the other half maybe put it on the shelf. It might be a little. We asked them
0: to read it over the summer. We gave them some points for doing it. Um, And then we said that if you come back in the fall. You know we're going to be ready for this. So, do you
1: remember teachers? Would, did anyone complain to you about it or say much to you about it's
0: it? It's okay, Michelle. You can be honest.
2: I, I don't remember. <laughs> I do not think anyone actually had the courage to come and complain to me <laughs> uh, at all. I they probably thought this was the expectation and we should do that, but no one. I don't recall. I recall. That anybody well, that's
1: good. That's good because because we felt like in well we know it really wasn't that well received.
0: We do know that. Yeah. Yeah. Moving. Moving forward, forward, we can be honest that it wasn't that well received. Now, whether they didn't come to you and say that, um, they some of them, you know, tore, tore it apart. But Diana and I both said it, at this point, it really wouldn't have mattered. Maybe what we had asked them to read that summer, because they felt the decisions had been made without them being a part of it. That's so. a good
2: point. It it top down that never goes well if you can avoid that I I think we've talked about that Um, just internally that buy-in comes when they're part of solutions and so that would be one reason why they would never come and tell me oh I don't want that book and if you were hearing that back door and those you know sidebar conversations which obviously you were um, that tells you a lot the approach was the wrong approach
0: Yes, yes.
2: And we approached it in the wrong way.
0: And I think in Diane and I's defense, um, we thought, well, we'll just do all the legwork. Like, we won't make them... Do Go it. to all the workshops yeah. and then read up all the stuff and be a part of that. We'll just do all that legwork. We'll put all this together and then they'll just love it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're so busy in their classrooms and everything that we won't make them do it. And, and that, that is not the way to handle it, even though I think in our hearts we felt yes. like we were doing the right thing. Yes. We yes. were doing the legwork that they wouldn't need to do.
1: You know, um, Diane said about a couple, a couple of weeks ago, you said teachers make thousands of decisions a day. They do. <laughs> they're decision makers. And so we need to honor that. And, right. um, and I thought, you know, you're right. And we have learned over the years that very thing to teachers make decisions. So they're used to having a say and a part in what goes on. So we need to honor that at the top level too and so if we're going to just say here we're going to do this program read this book it's not going to be well received no matter what it is I think that's a great lesson yes it is yeah. a great lesson and that's if we a, really honestly and that's a lesson I've learned
0: back hindsight's 2020 again I say that again but think about whenever we would even start like a new reading series or something we would have people pilot it Mm -hmm. You know, we would have grade levels. I remember piloting stuff in fourth grade. Like, we want to see if this is any good. Would you do it for six weeks? Would you, you know, the administration would ask me. And then you tell me what you think. Okay, well, that's buy-in. You know, so it is kind of the same idea that we didn't, even though we thought we were doing what was right. So it didn't work. Right. And it's nothing against the love and logic philosophy. We believe still in that. Like, I believe there's some great things in there. It's just the idea of telling teachers what to do. And when Diane and I talked about that withedness, you know, we went back and forth because bo- both of us are teachers, Michelle's a teacher, that you want that teacher that's going to make decisions all day long, that's going to manage her classroom, that's going to be that person in charge, because if you don't, then you have a teacher that gets overwhelmed by her classroom, gets run over by her classroom, and, and, and gets overwhelmed herself. So you want that personality, mm-hmm. but then you got to take that personality when you're telling them what to do, too. And you got to realize that's not going to work because they need to be a part of it. So that's big lessons. Yeah, absolutely. Big lessons. Well, so where are we? What, well, what? At that actually sums up the end of this episode. Really so does. we thank Michelle so much. For coming and be a parting wisdom for us. Yes, do you have any parting (laughs) wisdom for us in this podcast endeavor we have, Michelle?
2: (laughs) I I just want to say to the listeners, these are two wonderful uh, educators professionals who have totally embraced this topic, and they will have a lot to share with you. And I encourage you to listen to the whole series, however many um, episodes that might be, because they have lived it. It's been their truth. And I was just uh, a, a minor part of it before I exited this uh, uh, stage right and left <laughs> uh, but it they have done some really wonderful things so i just encourage your listeners to keep coming back until the bitter end
1: well thank you we're so glad you're that welcome. you're a yeah. part of this
2: and that you came back to the building today so we i know
0: that's awesome yeah. that's awesome uh, well thank you so partner. much for staying <laughs> us on podcast <laughs> three part two of the struggle is real i'm diane Farrell
1: and i'm diane ruff join us next week on pbis our journey to genius for the episode titled voice with a choice where we make a big realization about a Effective change.
0: Thank you.